0: I hope you excuse the frustration. So these same problems keep surfacing. Nothing really changes fundamentally. But all these problems are interlinked. It's hard to keep people staffed, I imagine, when you have violence in the prison system because people aren't getting rehabilitation and they're acting out or not getting mental health care or medical care in these facilities. Tough working environment. You lose employees. When you lose employees, you've got to see one guard for 360 inmates. So there's a vicious cycle here. Core Civic and privatized prisons are a cancer on our penal system. They have managed to figure out a way to circumvent the statutory limitation of one private prison facility in the state of Tennessee by contracting with locals rather than the state. But that's where we see most of our problems. Their unemployment rate, what I heard earlier, and correct me if I'm wrong, is worse than the state's of correctional officers. We have a real problem under the name of privatized prisons and Core Civic. And we are hearing terrible stories. There's too many undertakers reporting to these core civic facilities picking up dead bodies. And I suspect it's because of a lack of sufficient employment and security officers because drugs are getting in and harm is being done to inmates. What power do you have? To make these corrections and hold Core Civic accountable,
1: what do you have the power to do and how are you going to do it? I appreciate your frustrations. We meet with the Core Civic leadership team from the top bottom. We do number of visits to those facilities. We sent the team up to Trowsdale and we interviewed those inmates. More often than not, we found that the, the inmate was just trying to get money from their family members more than there was an issue. I'm not saying there isn't problems at Trousdale. We are doing things, we are moving in the right direction. I don't believe that it's as, 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 as bad as you make it sound, but I'm not saying that we're perfect. We do have some problems.
0: I just haven't seen Core Civic be held accountable by anyone.
1: What legal ability
0: do you have to really hold CoreCivic accountable? Because they're not contracting directly with the state, they're contracting with locals in in three out of the four cases. Sit down with the parent of someone whose child should have been released from a core civic facility, but got killed or died in that window of time where they should have been out, but weren't allowed to or able to because they couldn't complete a program that wasn't available to them
2: sit down and listen to those parents that would re-energize you to keep up your good faith efforts. Mr. Commissioner, you said, you know, this is not as bad as it seems, but when I look at not only the turnover rate, but also the vacancy rate higher from Corps Civic than it is with state-run prisons, this to me is as bad as it seems. We are still endangering staff. We're putting the inmates at risk because we're not providing quality services for them. How are they able to run these prisons with chronic understaffing year over year, but still have increasing profits? And how are we going to be able to hold them accountable with the staffing levels. Let's not make sure they're getting paid the same level that their contract requires if they're not holding up their end of the bargain with the staffing levels. Core Civic is able to be held accountable. In the event that they don't meet the staffing requirements, they are charged liquidated damages. But that does not seem to incentivize them. That seems to be a slap on the wrist because that's not affecting their bottom line. Our inmates who are in our custody, the state's custody, safer today from been a victim of
1: rape than they were in 2020 because this is a repeat finding i think it's a an appropriate question to ask and i'm not casting dispersions and saying the prisons aren't safe i'm just trying to get an answer to that specific part what we're doing is trying to provide that environment to make it safer i can't say if someone isn't going to be raped tomorrow i mean aggressors aggressor they look and they and they and they look for areas that they can perform this this function so that's why we're trying to improve i believe we are safer but to sit here and say it it's not going to occur i don't think i can give you that answer and and commissioner i'm not suggesting that y'all should They are in a position to eliminate it completely. It's a repeat finding. I didn't put it in the report. I'm just wanting to know if we're making progress and inmates are safer from being victimized by rape now than they were in 2020. It's okay to answer that they're not. I mean, I know everyone here wants to make it safer, but we have to acknowledge where we are before we can chart a course forward. I think some of the findings were based on paperwork that we failed to accomplish um, and that would have reduced the the finding those of us who don't anything about prisons think it's prevalent and to see this as a repeat finding is is disturbing to me how many times has the state in the last five
0: years sued of course, Civic for a breach of contract or sought liquidated damages from them?
2: So, as far as lawsuits about breach of contract, I don't believe there have been any. But as far as liquidated damages, there have been a number of uh, instances in which we've sought liquidated damages, 20 million so far that they've paid back in liquidated damages since 2020. What
0: were those instances for?
2: Staffing. But there can also be things like security processes related to count, variety of reasons.
0: You're contracting with somebody, if they're having so many instances, instances, instances where they're getting $20 million of liquidated damages from someone, they generally reevaluate the party with whom they're contracting. This is a company that had total revenues of about $1.85 billion. We have terms in our contracts for a very specific reason, whether they're staffing or whether they're any number of things, compliance with federal laws, regulations, state laws, regulations, they're all breaches of contract. I mean twenty million dollars in two, three years, that's pretty serious. Breaking that contract or ending that contract and stopping doing business with
1: Core Civic, even a consideration, Tennessee Department of Corrections? No, not at the moment. We we value Core Civic as a partner. We have a need for Core Civic. Of the
0: substantiated cases of sexual abuse, there actually were forty staff on inmate, 18 for inmate on inmate. At least in Tennessee, sexual assault in prison is more a problem of staff on inmate Versus inmate on inmate, what is it that can be done to reduce this uh, troubling amount of staff on inmate sexual abuse?
1: We do training in this in this area with our staff. We investigate all of those, and and, and we we ask for prosecution for any case of, of, of sexual abuse of a, of an inmate by by a staff member. Unfortunate that that number is high on on staff. You know, you would love to have it a zero. In some cases, we have staff that shouldn't be watching inmates, and these these obviously are the are, the, are those uh, that have been identified.
2: Also important to note that in some of these cases, staff actually engage in relationships with inmates. It's still considered uh, inappropriate, but in many of these cases, unfortunately, they fall for these inmates. And in some cases, after the, the offender releases, we find out that they're actually, in uh, several of the cases, living with the offenders. So, yes, they're uh, inappropriate, but a lot of times it's not necessarily um, forced. It's a voluntary relationship between the parties, even though it's against the law or inappropriate. It's the alarming statistics that are happening in TDLC, probably the fifth largest budget line item. We really need to take a serious look at what's costing TDLC money. Core Civic, I think they are a bad actor causing some of these findings. So I I think we need to take a serious look at that contract and what clawbacks are in there to hold them accountable. I think we also need to look at what other vendors do we have available in the state um, because they are causing harm to our inmates, costing the state taxpayers money. As this committee considers how long we're renewing this uh, agency, how we are going forward to make sure core civic is held accountable and also how can we remove some services from core civic to to rerun in our state run prisons i'm just curious core civics
0: name has been thrown around here a lot today have they requested to testify before this committee or made themselves available to us today i'm getting a no thank you mr chairman what i didn't hear today was a specific time frame during which these issues would be
1: resolved or could be resolved the issues that they have to solve are difficult as we have heard from our discussion And I think focus by this committee is essential. However, we we have to give them time. I am going to make a motion for a three-year extension. The recommendation moves forward from this committee for a three-year extension with a one-year callback.